Make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below. Rewatch podcast. My name is Samuel. And my name is Jaden. And this is a podcast where we talk extensively about a certain film and then decide whether it deserves a rewatch from you. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a like on the YouTube video. And if you'd like to reach the show, you can send us an email at the one rewatch podcast at gmail.com. What movie are we going to be talking about today, Jaden? Uh, just recently released on Netflix, um, Adam Mackay's or McKay's Don't Look Up. Mm, yes, so just released uh, a couple days ago, I believe, um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, etc. Um, very star-studded cast. Yes. It's a um, sort of political satire, comedy um a bit of like disaster movie in there as well like it's a sort of a mashup of a few genres yep um so do you have the story overview there or shall i um oh i've got letterboxed yeah one, go so we can, we can yeah. use that um two low-level astronomers upon discovering that a meteor will strike the earth in six months go on a media tour to try to warn the world but find an unreceptive and unbelieving populace Yes, yeah, so it's sort of making fun of everyone, um, essentially making fun of society. You know, it's a very we live in a society sort of <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, and I, I went into this movie sort of pretty positive and also sort of knowing what to expect because I, I listened to Dan Murrell's review and he's a really good reviewer in my opinion. I, I trust him very much. And he sort of said like, it's a fun time if you're into sort of like the political dramas and, and stuff like that um but it also pokes fun at everyone like regardless on what your politics are and what yep. you believe and everything like that so i knew that you know this was just going to you know not take any prisoners it's just going to be like firing off at everyone mm -hmm. um so that's how i sort of went into it what what was your expectation um i'd, I'd heard sort of mixed reviews on this um i think it just depends where you sit in terms of political agendas and whether you like that in movies. Um, I, for one, didn't really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, going into it, it was just sort of like a mixed bag of reviews. Some people really liked it, and then some people thought it was like one of the worst movies they've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's quite a range. I mean, from just my, my friends on Letterboxd, like I can see one of them's given it four and a half, another's given it four, uh, one's given it three, another one's given it one. So, yep. you know, this is a movie that is very divisive and controversial, which kind of makes sense uh, mm. when you sort of see what, what it's trying to say. Um, and it will resonate differently with different people, that is for sure. So... Would you recommend this film to someone who, who hasn't seen it? Obviously, it's on Netflix, so we can all, you know, everyone's got Netflix. So should they check it out? Uh, personally, I wouldn't recommend it. And it's just, like, solely because I didn't enjoy this film as much as I thought I would have. Um, but, like, it, it's very hard to, you know, say don't watch this movie because a lot of people will probably like this movie because they are involved in politics and they find, you know, political humor very fun. Um, so just to like the general audience, probably not. Sure. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, I think I would, but yeah, I sort of give the same caveat caveat as well. Like if you're not into sort of politics or whatever, or you're not like an environmentalist, then, um, 
this is probably probably not your style of movie, especially given the ending, which I won't spoil now, but we'll, we'll get into it soon. Um, the message that this movie is trying to send is, is very political in nature, but it's, it's also not, you know, it's not pushing its own agenda. It's kind of making fun of everyone's agenda, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not, yeah, I don't think it's particularly standing for something except for obviously like the environmentalist angle. Yeah, yeah. But which I don't mind. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's very necessary. But it, it's just more so the fact that they they had to involve politics in this. Like, I, I when I'm watching a movie, I don't want to think about that. And it's so sure. clear that it's you know centered on American politics. Like, you know, the, the liberals um, and you know the I think it's Labor. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not involved in american politics obviously we're australian um so yeah it's just really uninteresting to me in that aspect that you know it's just solely focused on america being like the center focus of this whole movie like even when they go on to you know eventually well we're not in spoiler territory but when they eventually you know sort of hatch a plan to do something um america's like the only country that's involved in it yeah, and then sure. everyone else is just like sort of sitting silent. Mm. So, you know, it sort of places America in the forefront and says, okay, this is like the only nation that's important right now. Yeah, that actually exists. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a fair point, actually. It is very based on American society. It's it, it, certain things do kind of translate to the rest of the world. Like there's a lot of things about social media. There's a lot of things about celebrities. There's a lot of mm-hmm. things about you know tv hosts and stuff like that and those are sort of universal but then from the political side obviously we have meryl streep playing the president and um jonah hill playing the president's son yeah that that's obviously that's very american and you can imagine they're kind of making fun of um of all sorts of presidents not just you know the ones that are the most controversial Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that there is a very American angle, and also obviously we have this billionaire as well, who is, I I think he's a um like a parody or a representation of like Bill Gates and Elon Musk. I was going to say Elon Musk, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like one of these characters that's promises to you know to save the world and provide this incredible technology, but. Yep. never quite has the evidence to actually back up what he's saying yeah but people yeah. just go along with it anyway yeah yeah so yeah there's all sorts of things and everyone's sort of being poked fun at but um it is very american based and sometimes it does annoy me in movies when it seems like america is the only country that actually matters yeah yeah but um they kind of do address you know some other countries do come into it but only in minor minor roles it, it's very very minor Mm, yeah um it's very different to something like arrival you know how in arrival um when the aliens land in america but then they also land in other areas in the world and then obviously communicating with those countries plays a bit of part in the plot as well i know you're not a fan of that movie but no i know what you're saying though yeah so i reference it Mm. so um Obviously, in terms of rewatchability, um, I don't see you going back to this film to have a rewatch. Yeah, not at all. Um, it's it's a pretty long movie as well. I think it's mm. two and a half hours long or something, or two hours twenty minutes, um, which isn't a short movie by any length. Um, and you know, I struggled the first time around. I had to you know sort of break this up into multiple viewing sessions, so. I think, yeah, it doesn't really hold any rewatchability for me. I don't see myself going back and watching this anytime soon, which mm. is a shame because Adam, I think it's Adam McKay. I'm just going to say Adam yeah, McKay. Yeah, I could be completely McKay, wrong. I think, yeah. Um, he's done some pretty good movies. Um, I know you have seen The Big Short, which is, um, you know, revered as like one of the best movies of our generation in terms of, you know, how relevant it is. But he's also done Step Brothers, which I think is, like, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, So, you know, I like his stuff. It's just this one just wasn't there for me as I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Also, like, on the point of the runtime, this is, 
it's kind of a comedy. Like it is a, it's trying to be a comedy. That's for sure. Um, and comedies are usually like an hour and a half, and you know maybe two hours. Yeah. But this is two hours and a bit. You know, so it's like two two hours twenty minutes, probably like the official runtime. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So it does sort of push its time limit in terms of what what sort of genre movie it is. Um, but personally, I was like really engaged. Like I'm very into this sort of, you know, political um, messaging and this political satire stuff. Um, yeah. And so I was really engaged and I, I pressed play and like literally I didn't look at my phone. Like I was into it. Like I was okay. very, very into it. And uh, I don't think I stopped at all. I was just straight through from beginning to end, yep. um, just having a great time. So I really enjoyed it. And but am I going to rewatch it? I not not for a while. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see myself ever being in a mood for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and when would you watch this? Right. It's exactly. It's a, yeah, and we'll get into spoiler talk as well as to you know why maybe I wouldn't revisit it. But the the movie's a bit depressing in in, in areas, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you could just enjoy on yeah. a you know monthly basis or a, watch it a few times a year or whatever. Like it's not, I don't see it being that sort of movie. But for a one time viewing, like I really enjoyed myself. So I will say that, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it for a rewatch. I don't think. Yep. Um, so it kind of, it's sort of in between there. Like I would recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend watching it twice, you know? So it's, okay. yeah. But yeah. so as I mentioned before, we have a stacked cast for this film. Um, we have Leonardo DiCaprio in his, I believe his, his third movie in six years. So <laughs> he's been choosing his roles very carefully, obviously. So he had the Revenant, once upon a time in Hollywood and now this. Yep. Um, what did you think of Leo in this movie? It's a bit of an interesting side for Leo, isn't it? Like he, mm. he usually does a lot of serious roles um, and this is more so like a comedy for him, mm. even if his character wasn't really involved in the comedic side a lot. Sure. Um, look, I think he's definitely done better roles. It's nothing of a standout for him. Um in terms of raking and Oscars, I couldn't see him winning an Oscar for this. Oh, I wouldn't um, put it past the Oscars, mate. They love him. The Oscars. <laughs> well, I don't think he's he's didn't done a performance since the Revenant. Did he get nominated for for um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I think Surely. he did. I think Surely he did. He did. Yeah. yeah, they love um, him. But like, it, I don't know. It's just a role that I can't see him getting any awards for. Yeah. Um, just considering the fact that, you know, he didn't get anything for Inception, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Django Unchained, uh, you know, Catch Me If You Can, that sort of stuff where mm. they are his best roles, objectively yeah. speaking. Um, so, look, I didn't mind him in this, but it's not his best performance is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. We also have Jennifer Lawrence, who doesn't show up in movies... Um, very often either so mm-hmm. it's kind of odd to have those two sort of leading leading this cast um but what, what did you think of jennifer lawrence in this movie um same stuff again you know i'm i'm not the biggest fan of her um i don't watch a lot of her stuff um but you know she she complimented the story well i think she gave you know a pretty serious emotional um role like mm-hmm. she did a good job acting um, as was with Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but, you know, again, it's nothing special. I, I wouldn't see her winning any awards for this. Sure, sure. Yeah, I um, I, I really enjoyed both Leo and Jennifer Lawrence in, in this movie. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Like, the, the their roles aren't dramatic enough, I think, to, to be in contention for awards season in my opinion, but then mm-hmm. again, like we're dealing with the Oscars here, like they don't, they don't operate. Weird like that. Yeah. They don't operate on sound logic. You know, they, uh, they operate on a different agenda. So, yep. you know, whether they show up, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets um, nomination for best picture nomination for um, a couple of performances and probably like something like, I don't know, original screenplay or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
because the Oscars are going to love this sort of messaging that in terms of the environmentalist angle, they love that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't really think it serves to get nominations for performances, but I wouldn't mind seeing it being nominated for best picture. It shouldn't win because for me that, that pick would go to June so far mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen, but um, yeah, who knows with the Oscars, man? Yeah. <laughs> you never really know. <laughs> All right. In terms of visuals, um, I thought like the directorial style of this movie was quite unique. Like there was a lot of um, like uh, intercutting with photos, and some of the sequences were pretty like unique, just in terms of how they were filmed. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lot of kind of montages and stuff like that, which is similar to the Big Short. Yep. Um, so, so what did you think of the visuals in in this film? Um, not that I was really paying attention to them throughout the runtime. Um, again, you know, it, it's, it's nothing special. I, I didn't really see this as a standout element of the movie. Sure. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. Am I like watching a different movie to you? Who knows? Um, yeah, I, I didn't I'm really get that. Like, you know, just, um, just some nice camera movements, but I'm not specifically like, oh, look at this shot of Leonardo DiCaprio staring at a screen. Isn't that like yeah, great yeah. cinematography? But like more of just like the creative way of doing things with, you know, there's like the opening sequence at the start and um, like still images are like intercut between the video sometimes. And um, what, what did you um, specifically think about the CGI and the effects? Because there are a few sort of space scenes yeah. in this movie obviously we get some close-ups of the comet itself um i would have expected the cgi to look really bad but personally i thought it looked pretty good what, yeah. what do you think honestly for a netflix production it's mm. it's not terrible like it it's pretty much theater quality right yeah. um yeah, yeah ne netflix has come pretty far with their stuff i mean just look at the cast i mean you know five years ago they wouldn't have been able to achieve this sort of stuff mm. um you know leonardo dicaprio never would have signed up for a streaming service role um same with you know a lot of this cast i mean meryl street you know when is she ever going to do a netflix movie again um so it's just cool to see how far netflix has come as a company and i think they've released some pretty good stuff over the years um so yeah i, I thought the visuals in terms of the cgr wasn't actually that bad mm, yeah yeah I, th I think i thought it was quite good um in terms of sound there is a score a score for this film um mm -hmm. it's a bit of like a jazzy score um and obviously we have an ariana grande song um towards yeah, the end um, <laughs> um did did any of the music stand out to you or was it just sort of you know basic basic score um to me you know it was kind of basic but i've heard reviews saying that the score is fantastic so maybe it's just you know a sort of a case where i didn't really pay attention to it like i wasn't right. looking out for it yeah um but yeah i mean it, it did what it was meant to do mm. yeah yeah i agree actually like it's um it's not exceptional in my opinion but i was listening to it just before to get our songs for the rewatch playlist and and the main title is pretty cool like it's a very you know energetic jazzy sort of number mm -hmm. but i can't really remember like a specific song throughout the movie that i'm like oh yeah that really just elevated the material yeah. um but then again it's kind of like a comedy like you don't you know could you tell me about the score in Step Brothers or you know no, it's no. exactly so yeah. it's uh, kind of unnecessary the main thing is just like how these characters or how the actors are interacting with each other and whether they have good comedic timing, whether mm. they give a good performance, whether the jokes are well-written and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's dive into spoiler territory now. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, um, one of us recommends it. One of, one of us doesn't. <laughs> so, um, so if you do go and watch it and you don't like it, well, you can come at me, but, Jaden told you not to, so yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so um, we'll head into spoiler territory. Obviously, the mo thing I was most surprised by with this film is that that it doesn't have necessarily a happy ending at all, really. <laughs> which I kind of appreciate, right? Like yeah. I, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, towards the end, which I think this movie definitely picks up a lot at the end. 
um the final like 20 minutes are really good for me um I've, i i kind of like the fact that you know we we don't get um a happy ending because i was kind of brainstorming at the end and i was like okay how is this going to finish is the space shuttle that the president takes off on going to intercept the uh the meteor and hit it and blow up i was like okay that's like an ending that could happen <laughs> um but you know i kind of appreciate the fact that you know leonardo dicaprio and his family just kind of die like it, yeah. yeah yeah which i think is quite good especially like when meryl streep's on her like her, her spaceship leaving earth yeah um and she asks leonardo dicaprio's character if he wants to come on the ship with yeah, his wife yeah. and he's like no nah, i'm good I'm she's good. And, and then leonardo's like have fun with jason <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh crap <laughs> And then she cuts to Jason and he's like, she'll, she'll come back. She's going to be right back. Oh, Jonah Hill was great in this movie. I, I thought he was probably the standout for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. He, he's he got great, like in the Wolf of Wall Street as well. Like he, his comedic timing and just like the personality of the guy. It's just like, he's just so funny. Yeah. Um, I think Jonah Hill is a fantastic actor. And I think he also carried a lot of the, the comedic, um, elements in this movie which i felt was lacking from pretty much the whole cast um for a movie that's you know labeled as a comedy i really only got that from jonah hill which is mm. kind of disappointing and that's one of my yeah. major grudges with this movie yeah yeah i um i've seen reviews and people were like oh i was laughing out loud several times there are a few jokes that that got me and perhaps like i did laugh a bit but there was no hysterical laughter and there wasn't like that constant comedy film, like something like super bad. Mm-hmm. When you watch that, it's sort of like every sequence, there is something either yeah. amusing or funny. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're not laughing out loud every 10 minutes, like it's still funnier than this, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So I get what you're saying there. The comedy was weak at yeah. times, but so would you say it's not, the comedy wasn't one of the best things about the film for you. Yeah, definitely. Which is very disappointing because, you know, this is a satire, um, comedy sort of mashup. Um, and I didn't really get either of them from this or as much as I should have or hoped I would have. Um, so yeah, mostly it's just disappointing on that front. Yeah. Yeah. I, Sometimes Jennifer Lawrence had a few had a few good jokes, and um, I found Meryl Streep quite entertaining. But a lot of the time, I was more anxious and and um, frustrated, and than like than I don't know, like amused and having a great time. Yep. Like it's sort of like a clashing of the genres here because yep. Sometimes I actually felt like this had more frustration and, and anxiety in, in it than comedy. And so it, it, for me, it's more like something like Uncut Gems or Good Time, you know, those Safety yeah, okay. films. And I, th- but, and I think that just comes with, you know, the fact that they really wanted to push political agendas and, um, you know, other themes here. So, and, and I hate movies that do that, man. Like they, they label it as being, um, a comedy or a, or a horror film take um you know the newest Candyman for example it's like okay this is a horror movie and you're going to be scared by it but at the same time we're going to absolutely like load it with you know proliferation and black um, lives matter campaigns and then just completely forget that it's a horror movie um, and that's that's a shame man because you, you go to you go into this film to watch it for that reason and then you just completely like you know blocked and you know sort of thrown off guard um Hmm. when when you don't really get what you came for which is exactly how i felt here yeah i i feel the same way for movies in general but for for this movie i i felt like there wasn't apart from that environmentalist thing and sort of saying like society needs to do more for essentially climate change that's the sort of the metaphor going on here um Mm -hmm. but I, I I didn't see that it was being preachy or anything like that, like some of other some other films do, like Candyman, from from what I can tell yep. from your review and such. So I I thought that this like actually handled 
the political stuff quite well. Um, but obviously it's, uh, it's outrageous. The movie's outrageous. You know, it's not like, I don't think it's supposed to be like a grounded take on, you know, on a situation. And you'd think that in the real world, if something were like this to happen, logic would prevail. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then again, not. but then again, you know, there are things in this movie that do, you know, seem very similar. You know, we do have a lot of billionaires walking around sort of saying that they could save the world and, you know, do all of this huge stuff and people just flock to them and and believe whatever they say. And then we also have, you know, presidents who, you know, often don't operate on logic and seem to have different agendas to what is like the common good. And we also have, you know, corruption and and all of that sort of stuff. And sometimes people don't believe the science. I mean, just look at what's happened with COVID Mm. Um, and Mm. um, just what's happened there with, with the denial of science and, all of that sort of stuff. So I think this movie is very relevant in a lot of ways, but it's sort of like an outrageous take on things. And that's why where, that's where the comedy element comes in. Mm-hmm. But often I just found myself so anxious that these people were going to die. Cause I was so invested in their story that yep. I wasn't really laughing except for when Jonah Hill was sort of on screen. So I, I completely recognize what you're saying there about Jonah Hill. Yeah. Sort of carrying the comedy weight on his, on his, hundred percent hundred percent um timothy chalamet comes into this film sort of for a cameo he only sort of comes in to make out with jennifer lawrence which is um pretty fantastic role for him i will say like you know all, all the credit to him for securing that one yeah um yep. But what were your thoughts on him now that we've seen him in june um look i really like him as an actor but at the same time i i didn't enjoy him in this as well <laughs> um I, I think it was just you know it like you explained it, it's a cameo role. Um, nothing of a standout for him. Um, I think Netflix probably just wasted their money with, you know, getting him on for this project. Um, yeah, I think this cast is fantastic. And then a lot of, a lot of the performances are just blatantly average. And maybe that's because of the writing. Maybe that's because of the directing skills from Adam McKay. I don't really know. Yeah, I feel like his character was kind of useless, only sort of used to give Jennifer Lawrence's character a bit more characterization and mm-hmm. make us like her a bit more um, because we see like a more vulnerable side to her. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like it was something that could have been reduced. But then again, like you want Timothy Chalamet in your film, don't you? You, know, you don't want to just be like, yeah. okay, we're going to have Timothy Chalamet for, you know, a cameo or whatever he, he sort of has like a side role but yeah um what did you think of chris evans's cameo did you spot that one yeah no i did spot that one yeah um again it's it's just weird man like <laughs> why <laughs> why are these actors in the film and then they're given like the tiniest roles um chris evans is just like uh cameoing in everything obviously we had him in free guys, free guys well, yeah so. <laughs> it's sort of the same thing right like I don't know. It, it just feels like a sort of last minute sort of thing where Netflix calls him up and it's like, okay, do you want to be in this movie? We'll give you such and such amount to be in this movie. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> and then he rocks up for one day on set and then he's done, which yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just a bit of a weird thing for me. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, speaking of things, um, that could have been cut from the movie, I, yeah, I felt I, like, I know exactly what you're about to say. Or okay, we'll see. Um, I thought that the, um, the side plot where Leonardo DiCaprio's character, um, okay. uh, cheats on his wife with, um, Kate Blanchett's character, the, um, the reporter, the t- yeah, the TV host, I thought that was a bit irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly something that could have been trimmed, um, yep. as much as Kate Blanchett earns this movie, a, um, a simplotch tag, um, for me, I was wondering um, what the simplotch was on your, yeah, uh... you think it was for Jennifer Lawrence, but it actually wasn't, it was for Kate Blanchett. Well, well, I was thinking, I was like, Jennifer Lawrence doesn't look, you know, A1 in this movie. So <laughs> she's got a weird hair. Is it Meryl Streep? Who is it? <laughs> oh, certainly not Meryl Streep towards the end of this movie. Uh, that, that is no. for sure. <laughs> um but yeah so uh, I, I felt like that side plot could have been trimmed down a bit and 
it didn't really lead anywhere because at the end of the film, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character sort of makes makes good with his wife um, before sort of the final climactic ending. Um, mm-hmm. So that's sort of like thrown to the side anyway. Like, so I feel like maybe they could have trimmed that down a bit. But um, yep. what did you think of those sort of TV appearances? Did they frustrate you as much as they frustrated me? Because my gosh, I was... I was furious with those TV hosts. But that's what's meant to happen, right? Exactly. Like, you're exactly. meant to hate them. Um, I think it's just another unnecessary element of the movie. Um, didn't really enjoy it. I thought Tyler Perry was pretty good at times. Mm. Um, and they didn't really explore his character any more than that, which I enjoyed because Kate Blanchett kind of got this useless story arc, like you explained, yeah. Yeah. Um, when they should have just been on on and off, you know, sort of irregularly when, you know, we needed an explanation of what's going on in the media. Um, so I think I liked Tyler Perry's character a lot more than I did mm. Kate Blanchett's. Um, yeah, but they should have just, you know, kept it at a base sort of level rather than exploring mm. it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did appreciate, like, the, um, the portrayal of the media sort of, always sugarcoating things and like it always has to be like a happy you know positive thing like they they rarely like just sit down and just tell you straight how it is they've always got to put their like their sort of spin on it yep and make it entertaining and you know they don't want to make people sad they want they want people to keep coming back to watch the show and stuff like that so i appreciated that um but i think they could have done something a bit different with the media in, in regarding like you know the the fake news side of things you know like the Mm -hmm. um, manipulation of stories instead it was just like the media didn't want to you know actually comprehend the situation yes um i feel like they could have done something better with you know the manipulation of perhaps like you know maybe there isn't a comet or you know that maybe they dig into the lives of these two characters and sort of you know, expose their, um, you know, their flaws or whatever. But they they were trying to get that, right? Like, I think that was the underlying message they were trying to push. Because um, I think, you know, Tyler Perry or Kate Blanchett kept sort of asking um, Leo or Jennifer Lawrence, um, you know, what is the risk of this comet actually hitting us? And then they mm. just kind of laugh it off, right? Um, so they're trying to make like a, a, a joke out of this really serious event so it's sort of halfway there and it's halfway not there so it's just kind of sitting on the fence which is a bit of a strange you know decision thematically to choose Mm. yeah yeah for sure um another thing that really infuriated me and it's obviously supposed to um but then again you have to consider this is trying to be a comedy as well so you know how much (laughs) how much fury am i feeling regarding the story yeah. as opposed to how much comedy um, yeah how much are you laughing yeah Meryl Streep as the president my goodness that was that was that was tough that was tough on yeah. uh, on the emotions um just incredibly frustrating um mm-hmm. what, what did you think of Meryl Streep as um as the president um I think it's a pretty good casting decision um I think her character's all right in this role um it definitely works well um, but again, you know, when there should have been a lot more comedy, there just wasn't. So I don't know what they were trying to achieve here. Um, I don't know whether the comedy just kind of got overshadowed by, um, you know, the, the nature and the political themes going on. Um, but at the same time, I also just kind of felt myself sort of eager to see more of Jonah Hill as opposed to Meryl Streep, because Jonah Hill was that comedic aspect. Like when he was on screen, you knew you were getting comedy. Um, Whereas Meryl Streep only, you know, sort of dropped a a comedic humorous line every now and then. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think she's, she's good in the role. um, But yeah, I I don't know. It's just kind of more disappointing than anything Mm. else. Sure. Sure. I I will admit um, seeing her getting eaten by that, that that bird at the end was yeah. uh, very very satisfying and also a great um sort of like foreshadowing you know earlier in the film when the um the insufferable billionaire is like peter ishuel here yeah. 
yeah, he's like, um, you're going to die because you're going to get eaten by this bizarre animal name. By a bullawalk or whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, what does that mean? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back later in, in the film. Yeah. Is that the mid, mid-credit scene, was it? The, when they, um, when they I went think, back to... Yeah, so the, the credits sort of play over running um, visuals of, you know, the, the, uh, right, the rocket yeah. kind of going through space. So it's, I wouldn't really call it a credit sequence because credits are more so, you know, black screen, rolling mm-hmm. text, bunch sure. of names for me. And this is more so um, just acknowledging like the major production companies and major actresses and actors that were involved in the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And then obviously we do get that post-credit sequence with Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um somehow surviving <laughs> uh, god knows how we did that i really liked that scene i thought that was great yeah um so let's talk about what i feel was was the best part of this movie and that, and that was the ending mm-hmm. um just how they built up that um that that anxiety throughout the entire movie it sort yep. of comes to a major crescendo with this family sort of sitting at, at the dinner table and just trying to make conversation about the most mundane things because they're trying to distract themselves from the fact that they're all going to die. Yep. And there's absolutely nothing they can do about it. What did you think about it? Um, I, I thought it was really well handled. The, the final 20, 10 minutes, however long it was. Um, yeah, look, I think the fact that they all decided that they were going to stay on earth and, you know, die um, was, was very heartwarming because in a way, they kind of won, right? Um, right. As opposed to, you know, the president and mm. whoever she went with, I think it was Peter Ishwell, um, because they have this looming guilt over them, you know, now that the fact that they sort of betrayed Earth. Um, they said they were going to blow up this um, meteor and it didn't really work out. Um, so they essentially killed the whole population. Um, mm. But, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and his family can kind of, live a happy death because they tried everything that they could and they didn't succeed. Um, so it's a very heartwarming ending, even though it doesn't end as you would expect it to. Mm. Um, so I really liked that decision that, you know, Leonardo doesn't have a happy ending, but he does. Yeah. yeah I've seen a, a, an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio for this movie. And he said that if the ending um, wasn't like this, he wouldn't have signed up for it because mm-hmm. it comes as such a shock to um, to the audience that you know that they just die. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it just the the worst thing that could happen happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because he said, like, obviously he's a huge environmentalist, and this is sort of trying to be a warning for like, the effects of climate change. And he says um, that it's very hard to build some sort of urgency around climate change because there's no, you know, there isn't a comet going towards earth and there isn't a specific timeline on it. Yeah. Um, it's a very gradual sort of thing. And so he said that, you know, this film serves as a very sort of stark warning mm-hmm. um, and is supposed to shock you. And it, it really did shock me. I was very surprised. Um, I thought, you know, I thought maybe the billionaire was going to pull it off or, and, but not just watching it all unfold and, you know, the, the, the depressing nature of it all is just, it's very hard to watch, but, but it's sort of in a good way, you know, I wasn't, I was very into the film, you know, I was mm-hmm. enjoying it very much. Um, but geez, it, it doesn't leave you with the best feeling in the world about the, the human race, does it? No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a it's not an uplifting and heartwarming story. No, that is for sure. So, um, if you've got um, nothing else, I'll just ask what what was missing for you in terms of um, this film. What would you like to see see more of um, to improve your your sort of perception, your your viewing? Yeah, well, you already know because I've said it throughout this podcast. Um, just comedy. Um, it was severely lacking um they they advertised this as being a comedy satire movie and there was hardly any of it from Mm. any of the the actors and actresses other than jonah hill um i think jonah hill was the only actor that gave me 
you know, serious laughs um, mm. from his lines. So, yeah, it's just significantly lacking on that forefront. But I'll tell you what was there, which could have been cut, was Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. Um, oh, yeah, that was hard to watch. Just completely useless. Um, I don't have a problem with the fact that they're musical artists sort of entering the film um, industry. I have more so a fact that they play musical artists in a film. Um, but they're not the same people. It's right. just like, yeah, it's odd, isn't it? What's going on there? And then Ariana Grande is giving like a real serious performance. And then Kid Cudi's like, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing like some sort of backup vocals. It's just, it's just weird, man. Like it, it's a complete waste of the time. I think their performance goes for like 10 minutes. So if you cut 10 minutes off there, um, yeah, just a really bad decision. And I love both of them as musical artists. I think they're great. I don't really listen to a lot of Ariana Grande, but I do listen to Kid Cudi. Um, and it's just kind of a weird decision to have them in this movie. Mm. And, you know, it's pretty clear the reason that way, why they were in this, right? Is to bring in certain audiences to capture their attention, to come and watch them, to watch this movie. Mm. Um, and that's all of Ariana Grande's fans and all of Kid Cudi's fans sort of covering two bases there, right? The the rap fans <laughs> yeah. and, you know, pop fans. Um, so it, it's it's kind of just a guilty decision in terms of Netflix and um, Adam McKay for introducing them and having them play roles in this movie. Mm, yeah, perhaps it's trying to capture that younger demographic. Exactly, I man. Think, I think this movie would be good sort of, viewing for younger people because it, it is like you know that environmentalist message is very important and um and so <laughs> and so i think it would be would be good for people to view this from that perspective but on your point there about ariana grande um i i wish she was just playing herself because she very easily could have just done that i mean it's like she was playing herself but she was called something different mm. like just just play yourself like we've had that sort of thing happen before i'm sure she's probably played herself in other films i yep. think maybe um so for me that's what kind of took me out of it when i first saw her character mm -hmm. because she's just playing herself like sort of celebrity pop star yeah so just make her ariana grande sort of base this as a in the real world yeah by doing that exactly um, but i did enjoy like the commentary there about celebrities um, and just how ridiculous it was, how um, the world were more captivated on their sort of breakup and their relationship than, you know, this comet coming towards Earth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a bit of a bit of a satire there on just like how how we view celebrities and, and such. But yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do find it odd that Ariana Grande signed on to do this movie, considering it's kind of parodying, it's kind of making fun of her but oh well yeah yeah maybe, maybe she didn't realize it <laughs> yeah maybe she misread the script <laughs> yeah maybe she just maybe she thought it was something completely different yeah yep. oh well <laughs> all right so if we have no further thoughts on the film um we'll hop to the music segment mm -hmm. um so every podcast we like to put in a few songs from the film into the rewatch playlist which is a playlist on spotify that you can listen to through the link in the video description. Um, this week, I've put in Don't Look Up Main Title Suite. Um, it's like the the jazz sort of uh, track. It plays at the start of the film, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but but it, it um, kind of just personifies like the, the jazzy aspect of this score. And then, look, you know I had to do it. I put in the Ariana Grande song. Oh, uh, ju Just Look Up. Um, put that song in there. Um, listening to it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't know that it was a song about the world ending, but, but it is. No, no. I yeah. I, I definitely got the lyrics in there. Um, I think she says something about like, she's like, we're all going to die. She's like, like look up or something. Yeah. Um, she's like, just look up. Just um, look up. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to die. Um, <laughs> it's, I um, I just felt but, like her performance was just 
completely and utterly useless in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's fair, that's fair. But um, you, you look after the rewatch playlist, so I'm, I'm not yeah. going to fight you on that. <laughs> yeah, it is a song that a lot of times when artists write specific songs for movies, it, it can become a bit cringe, like with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know a few Spider-Man songs that were written for Tasm 2. Um, as soon as like the <laughs> as soon as the artist starts singing about like spider webs and stuff it gets a bit cringy like yeah like oh you were going so well like why did you have to throw that in yeah um but in this i um i think it works like as a pop song but because ariana grande like her voice is so sort of you know a certain way that you can you can hardly sort of take in the lyrics she doesn't really pronounce the 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 actual lyrics with much sort of um i don't know with much volume almost it's, well, it's, it's not very voice. clear right like yeah you, you can't really make out what she's saying yeah exactly um so it, it doesn't become cringy in that way but but um yeah it is frustrating to watch these sort of celebrities try to take advantage of this situation which is exactly what her character is it was doing but um very tough to watch but i think that's how it was supposed to be so yeah. uh, i'm not complaining there in terms of her performance but i just wish she just played herself it would have been you know a lot more better interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah all right then let's go to some final thoughts um i think i'll, I'll go first um yep. because i'll start it off on a positive note so i'm I'll, i'm very into this political stuff like you know that um mm-hmm. a political satire satire sort of goes a long way with me i really enjoyed um like watching this world fall apart it was it was so so painful to watch but so interesting at the same time yep um seeing all these sort of figures of our society sort of be be um be scrutinized and become butts of jokes and and just showing how sort of pathetic the human race can be sometimes quite enjoyed that um i'm not going to revisit it um for a while at least um i don't really have the urge to rewatch it so but uh but with that said i really enjoyed it i was very immersed in this film and i think it's one of the better netflix films of the, of the year really certainly better than something like red notice that is for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah so yep. this is right up my alley so um, i'm gonna give it an a minus um mm-hmm. because yeah i really enjoyed it i gave it a four four and a half um out of five stars um on letterboxd and um i don't know if that equates to an a minus but I think um, an A minus is perhaps a bit bit lower than the four point five stars, but uh, I'd call that an A. Four yeah, and a half, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to give that an, an A minus. Um, very close to that, you know, slipping into the B plus yep. category. But um, I I was I came into this movie knowing sort of what it was, and um, and and I enjoyed it for what it was. So I'll I'll give it an A minus. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, look, I think you already know where I'm going with this. Um. <laughs> I was more so just disappointed than I was excited by this. Um, I think it's definitely got some good stuff in there. Um, I think the last 20 minutes, as I've said way too many times, is the best part of this movie. And then everything else leading up to that is just so infuriating to sit through. I think it's just like a complete waste of time. Um, I think it goes on for way too long. Um, I think it should have been a comedy when it was more so this weird political mm. hybrid sort of movie. Sure. Um, yeah, you, you're definitely right in saying that there isn't as much political stuff as, you know, other movies. It doesn't really push it all that much, which um, I agree with, but it, it's still there. Like, it's it's an underlying yeah. theme. Um, I do think some of the political stuff was handled pretty well. There's a point where um, Jonah Hill is, like, getting stuff thrown at him when all like the yeah is it is it the labor party who, who support um so yes yeah, so i think it was like the the right wing so it's like the republicans the republicans yeah. okay so, i think he calls them rednecks doesn't yeah, he? yeah so he, yeah, he gets so. like a bunch of stuff thrown at him and then he's like are oh, you effing rednecks <laughs> <laughs> and he like walks off stage which yeah. i thought was really funny yeah um and and that's essentially like the gist of the film is like jonah hill will laugh rest of movies suck um so that's essentially what i got from it and 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 another huge issue that i have with this movie which i haven't really raised until now is just the fact that it's just it's so messy like 
just trying to think back on this film and like remember significant plot points and try to remember, you know, how this movie walks through and, you know, how it sits sort of chronologically. I, I just can't remember it, man, because there's so much stuff going on that it just becomes instantly forgettable. Um, and I don't know if that's like a problem that you have with the movie, but that's just sort of me reflecting on it. Like I, I can't remember where this movie starts, where it ends, what happens in the middle. It's just such a mess. Yeah, like, there's sure. so many plot lines going on. Um, mm. But, you know, in, in saying all that, th- there was some stuff that I enjoyed. So it, it's it's not average for me. It's a bit below average, but it's not a complete failure for me because they did some stuff right. Mm. So I'll, I'll give it a C minus just because, you know, Jonah Hill, I thought was pretty great. Um, and I thought, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence were all right with their roles. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy the story as much as you did. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty big gap. It's not the biggest gap in rewatch history. Um, that still goes I, to Arrival. I, I think this one's a lot more um, appropriate, right? You you sit this one, you, you like my um, rating on this one a lot more than you do with Arrival. I think you, yeah. you can understand where I'm coming from with this yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, and look, this has got a 3.2 on Letterboxd, and it, there's, you know, a lot of people who've given it, like, below, you know, three-star. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that just, you know, depends how, how you view politics and how much you want to engage with that sort of material. So yep. I feel like for somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio, this is like, he'd, he'd love being in this movie. You yep. know, he, he, he loves the role and this is something that he would be drawn to because he's so engaged in the political, you know, sphere. Um, and as somebody who, you know, follows politics, not sort of desperately, but, you know, I have somewhat of a knowledge of what's going on um, and sort of the, you know, all of the bad things that happen and the hypocrisy of the media and just all of that sort of garbage. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed it quite much, quite a lot. And, um, it was sort of cathartic in a way, seeing a lot of these people being made fun of. Um, yep. but at the same time it was infuriating to watch. Um, but that's exactly how I think it's supposed to be. So it worked for me. It sounds like it didn't work for you. Um, but I think that just comes down to personal preference. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy to leave it at that. Sounds good. So thank you very much um, for listening to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. We're also on TikTok. Um, if you'd like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search the Rewatch on YouTube. Uh, Jaden, are we actually going to do Return of the Jedi for our next episode? Or I think, I think we have to. <laughs> yeah, I think we're running out of options here before the end of the year. So we'll probably do Return of the Jedi, and then we're going to wrap up with our Rewatch Awards um, before... Um, well, that, that'll probably come out early January sort of thing, um, yeah. but we'll have to see. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that and thank you very much for listening to this episode and we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.